Blog Talk Radio. It's another edition of the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. I am your host, Rick Saratella, RIC, and the place to be. Tell it like it is when it comes to the NFL Draft right here at the NFL Draft Bible. We are the authority since 2002, bringing you the names you need to know. We've got another good one lined up for you today here, October 25th, 2017. We are winding down to uh, the end of the season when it comes to the FCS and Ivy League level of play. And today we have a fast riser on draft boards out of that ancient eight conference. And um, we're going to welcome him right into the show, get jumping on the hotline right away and right into the action because there's a big, big matchup this weekend we're going to talk about. He is quarterback Anders Hill from Columbia. He joins us on the Defiance Fuel hotline right now. Welcome to the show, Anders. We appreciate you taking some time out of your busy, hectic schedule. How you doing this morning? Good. Thanks for having me on, Rick. Really appreciate it. Well, no, we appreciate it because uh, you have you and that Columbia Lions football squad have shot out of a cannon this season. You know, nobody expected <laughs> you guys to be undefeated, and uh, you guys ran the table so far this season. Big time wins. We'll talk about in a minute, but uh, you know, I, I got to go back to. I think it was the beginning of last season where I believe it was St. Francis. You guys lost a really close game. Uh, Maybe it was two years ago. I think Skyler was still the quarterback there, but I remember the head coach of St. Francis, Chris Villarreal, after he wrapped up his press conference, he, he turned to the Columbia media and said, that's a good football coach you guys have over there. And the, and the losing is going to stop soon. Let's start right there. Did you think it was going to stop that soon? Because you guys have had an incredible turnaround and and now really are the front runners for the Ivy League, like we said, nobody expected. Yeah, I mean, I think Coach Bagnoli, right when he came in, he kind of instilled the confidence in us that the program hasn't had uh, since my freshman year and really in recent history, I don't think so. I mean, everyone's kind of saying, like, this 6-0 and season we've had right now is shocking, and, like, people can't believe that we're doing it. But, I mean, I think even last year, uh, towards down the stretch at the end of the season, we knew we were a good football team. It was really – it wasn't about what other people were doing. It was more just about us and figuring out how to put it all the pieces together. And I think we had a really good off season and then carried it throughout the spring football and then in the summer and then into fall camp. So, I mean – I think when we just focus on ourselves and don't really worry about anyone else besides ourselves and just executing what we can do, I think that uh, we can play to the highest level. And I think we've seen that so far this season. We've just got to continue to do so. Yeah, you know, and you guys didn't win many games uh, the first two years under (laughs) Coach Bagnoli, a a legendary coach from the University of Penn. He had numerous undefeated seasons and Ivy League conference championships there. But, you know, I always keep – one eye on Columbia. I'm a Jersey guy, so I'm always keeping my eye on on the schools in the area. And I said, man, they are losing some heartbreakers. And this year, yeah, you know, right out the gate versus Wagner, it showed that we can win the close games. Not only can we win, we can win when it's close. You won a close one against Princeton. You won that against his old team, uh, Penn, in overtime. And then last week, you know, everybody had you counted down and out against Dartmouth. And now this week a big matchup uh, against Yale, two undefeated Ivy League squads. Uh, Just found out yesterday, as a matter of fact, Anders, I will be in attendance for this matchup on Saturday. Looking forward to it. Yeah, baby. So, 
<laughs> so, you know, we're, I'm going to be up there in the press box uh, watching you guys. Hopefully you and I can, can meet after the game. But this Yale matchup here, I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but if you guys pull off this victory, it becomes a three-game season for you guys to, to essentially win the Ivy League title. Are you guys taking it one guy, one game at a time, or are you looking ahead at the ultimate goal where, you know, hey, beginning of the season, this is what we expect? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a two-part answer. I mean, each week we're just trying to go 1-0, you know. If we do that throughout the whole season, uh, we'll turn out pretty well at the end, so – just taking it uh, week by week, really all our energy is just focused on Yale right now. I'm not really trying to look ahead, but, I mean, I think we had goals when we started the season. We wanted to set the bar as high as possible. And I mean, we started out the season against the two defending Ivy League champs in Princeton and Penn, so I think that was a great measuring stick for us of how we need to play week in and week out. Um, so, I mean, yeah, just trying to continue it uh, through this week and then through the end of the year. Now, you yourself personally, I, I think, has, have made great strides from last year to this year. Uh, you know, team captain, uh, averaging 277 yards passing per game, which has uh, got to be leading the Ivy League, if not amongst the top of the FCS. I haven't looked into that, but he's been very efficient. Uh, 14 passing touchdowns, just six interceptions. What do you accredit your success from last year to this year? Yeah, I think my first uh, three years I was here at Columbia, I had a new offensive coordinator each one of those three uh, years. So, I mean, Coach Babish did a great job of coming in last year, and I think then it's really all about just learning the plays and trying to understand the system. And then uh, we started to pick up on a little bit more towards the end of the season uh, against Cornell and Brown. We started to put up more points. And then just coming into the off season allowed me to really just focus on the small de- details of the playbook and also rather than just like trying to learn past concepts I had a lot of time in this off season to work with the quarter, my quarterback coach coach Santos on just kind of like more uh, mechanics things footwork arm angles stuff like that and really just get down to like the nitty-gritty of my game not only in the playbook but also just kind of physical physically wise so I mean having that chemistry coming into spring ball, being able to hit the ground running, knowing the playbook, just picking up right where we left off and then carrying that throughout the summer and into fall camp has been huge. So I think really just having a a lot better understanding with uh, our offensive coordinator, coach Babish and my quarterbacks coach, coach Santos. Um, I can't say enough about those guys. And I think they've really shaped me into the player that I am right now. And they're, pretty much the main reason why I'm playing at such a high level, I think, right now. Um, I can't say enough about those guys. Columbia quarterback Anders Hill here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show with your host, Rick Saratella, and you mentioned your quarterback coach, Ricky Santos, uh, a very, very good quarterback in his own right. Uh, Yeah. You know, a lot of people might not be too familiar with him because he spent the majority of his career in the CFL, and then he did so well there. He had a brief stint in the NFL, but I remember him back at, you know, New Hampshire when he played under coach Chip Kelly, when Chip Kelly was still, you know, cutting his teeth as a offensive minded coach and uh, that up tempo style of offense that Santos was familiar with. I mean, this guy has played literally all over the world. Uh, Talk a little bit more. You mentioned your your coach. I know they hired him last year. He's worked – uh, hands-on with you a lot. I mean, what are some of the lessons? What are some of the valuable advice that he's been able to pass on to you? 
Yeah, I mean, I think he has a really unique perspective from it, uh, playing quarterback himself, not only just like in college, but at such a high level, like you mentioned. I mean, uh, just a lot of like the little things, like just little veteran tips, you know, that he helps me see out on the field there. And I think we have a really good rapport where it's a lot of back and forth, really trying to understand what they want when they put in a play or something like that. So it's a great line of communication that I have with him and also Coach Fabish. But, I mean, yeah, like you said, he was a great player himself. So, uh, I mean, I take everything he says very seriously, and I know that it's worked for him. So it's probably going to work for me too if I just listen to him and do what he tells me. So um, I can't say enough about him. He's really helped change my game since he came in. Yeah, definitely a great person, a great coach to be able to pick and gain valuable uh, Sanders, I have you listed here about six foot three, two hundred and twenty pounds. Uh, you know, for our purposes, and, and is that accurate? And and uh, you know, the school websites we can't always go off of that. So, uh, what would you say the last time you measured yourself was it around that ballpark? Are we in the ballpark? What's your current uh, height and weight? Yeah, I'm like just a touch bit over six three right now, and then yeah, I, I usually sit right around like two twenty. Okay, so that's going to be great uh, for your draft stock, prototypical quarterback size. And, you know, how about I've watched you a little bit on some film, but i like to get the scouting report from the horse's mouth. And, you know, we have a lot of uh, scouts that do tune in and listen to the show. And as a matter of fact, I was at an event yesterday for the New York Jets where uh, Joe Natson was there, a wide receiver from Akron, and he came up to me. I said, hey, man, you know, I remember the interview I did with you guys last year, and, and I had some agents and teams contact me after that, and I greatly appreciate it. So, you know, if there is a scout out there listening right now, give us the skinny on yourself. How, what would you consider to be your strength and the scouting report on yourself? Yeah, I think for me personally, um, I think I'm one of my biggest things is that I'm going to try and outwork everyone. I'm going to be trying to go into the games being the most prepared I uh, possibly can be. I think that's a huge part of being quarterback, playing the quarterback position. If you're not the most prepared out there, you can't expect anyone else uh, on the offense to do their job. Um, and then also, I mean, I think I have arm strength. I think I can make any throw on the field. And then also just footwork. I mean, that's one of the things I've really harped this off season. I think every throw you make really starts with your base and what your feet are doing. So you can't just rely on arm strength alone. Um so, I mean, yeah, I think I have the tools that it would take to make the throws and also the mind to do it. Yeah, good point about the lower body. You know, the lower body has to be in sync with the upper body. And I think you mentioned the footwork. So many quarterbacks now coming out of college lack that fundamental footwork, and it really has to be refined. And I talk to a lot of quarterback coaches all over the country that work with prospects each and every year. And the good ones, the ones that I value, the one that, ones that I respect and take advice to, they're always talking about lower body mechanics. It all starts with your lower body, and you've got to get your footwork right to get that upper body right now. Uh, Anders Hill, Columbia quarterback, name you need to know for the upcoming 2018 NFL Draft here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show, bringing you the names you need to know since 2002. It's what we do. Your host, Rick Saratella, here. Um, Anders, I talked about your strengths. How about coming into the uh, senior season here, what was an area of your game you really worked on trying to improve upon? Yeah, I think, I mean, we just talked about it. It was really footwork. I mean, if you look at the difference between my junior year tape and my senior year tape, I think 
it really just starts even with like pre-snap, uh, just getting down in a good athletic position and then having the same footwork uh, for every play or not the same, but marrying it up with each play. So, I mean, whether you're taking a zone drop or a man drop, uh, just really getting your footwork in time with the route concepts that are being run. Uh, I think that's huge. I mean, one hitch, two hitch, knowing where the ball's got to go. Um, so I really think footwork has been the biggest improvement of my game this past off season. And, you know, another aspect NFL teams are always going to you know, ask players throughout the draft process when they meet with them behind closed doors. They want to know your leadership skills. You know, when you get to the NFL, everybody's the cream of the crop. Everybody is, for the most part, whether to the team captain or not, looked upon for their leadership skills, uh, star players, senior players, the underclass will look up to you, especially at quarterback position. It's so crucial because the whole team really looks at the quarterback position. Take us through what kind of leader are you? Have you had to stand up at halftime and, and, and make the motivational speech? Are you more of a guy that pulls guys aside? Do you get in the player's face if need be? Are you a leader by example? Explain to us, you know, what kind of leader you are. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, first of all, I think every leader has to lead by example. I don't think you can be a leader if you're not leading by example, uh, especially at the quarterback position. I mean, it starts with you. So if you're not the most prepared guy out there, you can't really expect anyone else on the offense to do their job uh, to the highest level if you're not doing that. So, yeah, of course, lead by example. I think that's probably where you have to start as a leader. That's the main thing you need to do. And then also I think one of my things is I really try to instill confidence in guys. I mean, um, when people are playing with confidence, I mean, especially with receivers. I mean, I got a group text with my guys in this week. We're playing Yale, and, I mean, they play a lot of man coverage, a lot of blitz. So it's really going to be timing with the receivers and knowing, trusting them that they're going to get open and beat man coverage and win their matchups individually. So I think for me, one of my biggest things is I try to instill confidence in everyone around me so that they play at their highest level. I mean, if you're not confident in yourself and you're out there thinking, um, hey, I don't know if I'm going to make this catch or just overthinking things. It's hard to play the game of football because the pace of it is so fast. You know, Andrew's uh, joining us here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. I see that you are a Colorado native out of Boulder, Colorado, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, so explain spot. to us, how does, how does Andrew Skill from Boulder, Colorado, wind up at Columbia University? Yeah, I mean, I think coming out of high school, I really wanted a challenge, um, and I didn't really think – I thought – I mean, I thought Columbia would be the place to do that. I mean, challenge myself uh, on the football field, still get to play football at a very high level, challenge myself with the program. I mean, at that point, we were – I kind of got sold on the whole rebuilding thing. I mean, I wanted to build something special here over my four years and really turn the program around. I think that's what we're starting to do. So really just got to continue the mission with that. But then also academically, too. I mean, um, Columbia is one of the best schools in the world. So I knew I was going to be competing on the football field, but I also wanted to compete in the classroom and kind of have the best of both worlds in that sense. So uh, I think really just I was looking for a challenge. And I think Columbia is one of the most challenging places to be a student athlete. And I've really enjoyed my time here. It's been great. Um, not that, I mean, I love Colorado. It's probably the best place on earth, but also I wanted a little new experience. Uh, New York's a great place to do that, I think. So, um, yeah, I mean, I was just looking for something new, looking for a challenge. And I think New York City and Columbia University football was the best place to do that. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. You've uh, taken that challenge, met it head on, and achieved great success. And, you know, uh, playing up there in, in the Bronx, you got Arthur Avenue over there and uh, all kinds of uh, beautiful things in a very relatively city there. Now, uh, you know, take us through some of the things you like to do when you're not playing football, when you're not hitting the books, when you're not watching football. I mean, what is – Andrew Till do in his downtime uh, when he does have downtime. I know you're a busy man, but what do you like to do in your free time? You have any hobbies, activities that you like to do? Yeah, I mean, I think one of my favorite things about playing football is just being with the guys. I mean, I love the team, love just being with the guys. Uh, we got a brownstone house, so I think about like 25 football guys live in. So, I mean, it's uh, kind of like an animal house. It's a fun place to be in. So, I mean, really just hanging out with them and stuff and uh, like I said, I'm from Colorado. I mean, I love getting out into nature, being out in the mountains. Uh, that drive we took up to Dartmouth last weekend was actually awesome, just seeing all the trees and stuff in the fall was great. But, yeah, when I'm back in Colorado, I mean, I'm a huge skier. been doing it since I was two. So, I mean, I can't wait to get back there uh, and do a little more skiing and stuff this winter. It's going to be great. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even my buddy from uh, Austin, Texas here, we've taken our fly rods out to, like, some – little pond in the middle of New York City and try to do a little fishing stuff, too. So I think just being out in nature really puts my mind at ease, and I love doing that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, there you go. I know we're not uh, quite Colorado, but I know New Jersey. Yeah. Here we have some <laughs> some stuff, you know. Yeah, we got some ponds and some mountains. And I, you know, I know yeah. our mountains can't compare to the Colorado Rockies, but, uh, yeah. you my know, I hear you, year, my I man. in the mountains. Yeah, I was missing the mountains back home my freshman year, and uh, a couple of my friends and I, we went up to Hunter Mountain to try and ski in about February, or right, right when we got back here from uh, winter break. And uh, it, let's just say it wasn't the Colorado Rockies. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was so fun to get out there. Definitely not. You know, uh, we can't we can't uh, match it on the Colorado Rockies, but we have some pretty good Italian food in our neck of the woods. So that's one that thing we got going true. for. That is very true. I've grown <laughs> to appreciate that. Hey, and when you're in college and you're a broke student, a a, a good slice of pizza pie goes a long way, you know? <laughs> exactly. Milano's but, Deli uh, up here on uh, 113th Street in Broadway, one of the best I've ever had. I mean, the best I've ever had. Can't talk enough about those guys. Nice. All right. Maybe I'll check that out after the game. And, of course, I'll be uh, on location this Saturday. And I'll be taking the drive up to Boston College for Florida State Boston College on Friday. And it's funny you mentioned – taking that ride this time of the year it's just it really is a a great scene a great drive up and then i'll shoot down for this uh mega matchup here uh columbia at yale going on the road anders hill will be uh back in the saddle winging it and flinging it all over the field so we'll have a a full eye in the sky in-person scouting report up on the NFL draft following that game. And along with this interview, but uh, you know, Andrews, we're, we're wrapping down here. And uh, the final question, the last question I ask every player that comes on to the show, you know, if I'm an NFL general manager, I want you to tell me why I should invest in Anders Hill come April. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I think I'm going to outwork, and uh, every other guy in the locker room. I think that's where it all starts, preparation, especially at the quarterback position. If you're not doing your job and you're not the most prepared person out there, you can't expect anyone else to be. So, I mean, no matter uh, 
what team it is or like what system it could be. I mean, I think I'm going to do the most I possibly can to learn and uh, do the best I can. Well, Anders, uh, it was great chatting with you. I learned a lot, which is uh, why we do these interviews. And I know our listening audience did as well. And hopefully we are able to uh, expose you to the masses and get your name out there a little bit. It's never easy coming from the Ivy League or FCS level of competition. You always need to uh, try and get your name out there as much as possible. But the way you have been playing, uh, believe me, NFL scouts are going to be paying attention. So uh, we appreciate some time here. I look forward to uh, hopefully meeting you after the game on Saturday and, uh, you know, roar Lions. Thank you so much for having me on, Rick. Really appreciate it. See you on Saturday. All right. Yep, you got it. That's uh, Anders Hill, a name you need to know for the upcoming 2018 NFL draft and someone who has, again, made great strides here. Uh, I'm getting emails. Have you seen the Columbia quarterback scouts reaching out to me knowing that it's my neck of the woods, and, you know, I have not yet seen him in person, which is why I am making this journey. I am so fired. I love Ivy League football, the Ancient Eight. They've been around forever, some quality football, uh, some quality quarterbacks to come out of the Ivy League as well. Last year, Alec Torgerson, I think he is uh, floating around on a practice squad. Last time I checked with the Atlanta Falcons, of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you saw uh, a long, great career. He's still there in the NFL got called upon when Jameis Winston went down a couple weeks ago. And uh, there's been a few, there's been quite a few to come out of the Ivy league ranks and Anders Hill uh, looks to be the next guy. You heard him mentioned uh, just the shade over six foot three, 220 pounds and uh, prototypical size, arm strength, accuracy, smart decision-making high football IQ and a winner. He was a winner in high school You heard him talk about coming to Columbia to take on the challenge of turning around a losing program, him along with Coach Bagnoli, QB coach Ricky Santos. I mean, the combination of the team is just really taking the program to new heights and, you know, playing football in New York City and being able to do that. And let's be honest, folks, I mean, getting one of the best college educations in the world. So uh, that is Anders Hill. Another name to store for the memory bank here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. And just a quick reminder that today's show is brought to you by InsideTheLeague.com. If you haven't checked out InsideTheLeague.com, please do so. If you work in uh, the football industry, if you are an aspiring agent or scout, if you are looking for NFL Draft hot takes, breaking news, anything of that nature, Log on, check it out, InsideTheLeague.com. Our good friend Neil Stratton over there always doing a fantastic job. Of course, the NFL Draft Bible is spitting out new scouting reports each and every day. We have all of our player spotlight shows archived up there on the website as well. Uh, New mock draft, and of course, we are on the social media universe at NFL Draft Bible. The best way to always keep tabs on the latest things that we do is on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible. You'll find out everything there, including our next player spotlight show. I also have interviews coming up with uh, some of the New York Jets rookie class. Of course, we'll be unveiling those. Jamal Adams, Marcus May, Chad Hansen, Elijah McGuire, and more coming up here at the NFL Draft Tube. Like us here on Blog Talk Radio. If you're listening on the iTunes page, please review us, leave a comment. We want to get our names to the top because that's where we belong. Anders Hill, 
Columbia quarterback, here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. I was your host, Rick Ferratella, RIC, telling it like it is when it comes to the NFL Draft since 2002. It's what we do, baby.